Welcome to La Mezcla Latina, where we discuss all things music, culture, career, and lifestyle regarding the Latinx community. I'm your host, Dominica, and I can't wait to chat in this week's episode. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn more about La Mezcla Más Prieta. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode con La Mezcla Latina. Today, I'm joined by Angelique Luna, and you are a sex and relationship expert and intuitive coach. And I'm just fascinated by your entire work and everything that you do, because I know this topic can be a little bit taboo in the Latino community. And I know you, you're Mexican, so I want to know your perspective and everything and how you got started. But do you want to introduce everyone and kind of give a little bit of more background information that I may have missed? Oh, no, no, absolutely there. Yes, yeah. And you nailed it on the board. And being a first generation born uh, Mexican here with Mexican parents from the old country, it has been an adventure there. So I am not only a sex and relationship coach expert and an intuitive life coach, because I'm also an intuitive psychic medium. So I've used all my skills and knowledge, even from learning curandismo, spirituality, on top of sex and relationship, because it's something we do not talk about. My journey started when my daughter's sex abuse was discovered from her biological grandfather. And because we don't talk about sex, I went nosedive and we're like, no, we have to find ways to A, stop sexual assault on um, women, sexual assault on children, because it's, it's the majority of the abuse happens from a loved one, from someone a person knows, not stranger danger. We need to open the communications and the information to everyone that there's options available when it comes to sex and relationships. It is not just your typical man, woman, you know, straight monogamy. There's options. So I was on the mission that, you know, I'm not keeping quiet. I've also have gone through therapy because that's something in the Latin community we don't believe in. You don't see a, a, a psychiatrist. You go see the, the local brujo. You get your cards read. That's who you see when you have trouble and help. So I incorporated all of that to become the person I am, to help others be confident in their sexualities, know how to express themselves, and also how to teach their children so they could all have healthy lives because people don't understand Sex education is more than just the physical aspect. It is learning boundaries, respect, um, communication skills, consent. These are things that are all part of healthy relationships. And I think now in 2021, we are finally getting to the point that like, okay, maybe we need to change the old ways to have healthier relationships. I agree. I feel like more people are also being more outspoken about the topics and their experiences. Of course, I feel like there's still that stigma where people are scared to come forward because it's not going to, you know, come off that well or, you know, there's always mm-hmm. that that fear. But I feel like you're right. Nowadays, it's more common to feel a little bit more comfortable. I, I'm not it's not for everyone, but a little bit more. Right. But at least they know that there's a resource, there's a safe space because, you know, like I said, being Latina, I know that it's like, you know, it's like, hey, can I ask you something? You know, it's like, I still get it. And I respect that, you know, and they still, I still get more people from who wants me to read the cards to talk about their sex and relationship before they come to me directly first for sex and relationship. Mm, There's that I don't want to say fear, but there's that like kind of um, it's like iffy. Yeah, the stigma. Yeah, and I I guess I wonder what do your day to day 
tasks include in the people that you coach? So is there a specific program that you offer or how, how do you function with your business? Um, each person is different um, because primarily a lot of the clientele I get is through my podcasts. And depending on what areas of steps, I focus more on the non-traditional relationships, such as swinging, polyamory, BDSM, power exchange. Those are my primary um, clientele. When it comes to classes and workshops, it is a variety of how to be comfortable, how to get rid of the shame, because we are so shamed in everything. And especially when it comes to pleasure, one of the biggest things to help people understand the importance of pleasure is like you go on a low carb diet. When you have your cheat day, oh my God, isn't that the most heavenly thing ever? You could finally have that carb. Yeah. Well, that's, that's also with your sex life. You have to give yourself that permission to enjoy it, have pleasure, not just to procreate and let's have babies and, you know, the world's happy. And I'm like, no, you know, once you do it, you still like it because your body, you're human because there's has been so many scientific evidence proving that having sex is great for the mind, the body and the spirit. And we teach people, it's like, these are ways how you can enjoy yourself and your partner. And then a lot of times is working with individuals to remind themselves, you are number one. You come first. You love yourself, know thyself, because how the hell are you going to give directions to your partner? It's like, this is what I like. This is what I need. And they're just like, I'm like, they're not the psychic. I'm the psychic here. So unless you're able to say, hey, I like to go on long beaches or I would like, you know, just to cuddle or I'd like to be touched this way. If you don't know that about yourself, there's not a lot of people who are really, really, really good at sex or intimacy to like say, hey, you know, how do you like this? How do you like a back scratch? Or me just like rubbing my hands up your thigh. Nothing really sexual touching, like but more the, oh, you just touched me somewhere that I just got turned on. I didn't know that. It was because you didn't know yourself. Not anyone could discover that. And I wonder... Uh, do you have like a limit of the age range that you are able to see? Because I feel like a lot of these conversations don't happen until you're way older, you know? So, and I feel like people are curious from a very early age too. Yes. Because of, because of the laws of the United States. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. But do you see like an average of your clientele be way older or, you know? I honestly, a lot of it is mix. I do have like the 20s to the 30 year olds to then the 40, late 40s and 50 year olds who are in their second marriage, who are curious. And is there something else than missionary position? Or is there, it's like, is this okay? You know, um, bisexuality is a big one because they just think, oh my God, I'm a freak because I'm attracted to my same sex. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you. We, we all have these. It's just, are you willing to do more? And is it that going into the physical or is it going into emotional? Because sometimes people don't understand when you're missing something in your relationship, we have to identify what is it that you're lacking? Are you lacking the emotional connection? Are you lacking the physical connection? Is it intimacy you're lacking? What do we need to work with? And it is something that you work with together as your partner and establish boundaries, establish rules, because you can't go in the wild, wild west, you know, going swinging and poly and then you're 
messing up left and right and hurting people left and right and destroying your own relationship is because you didn't do your homework. Mm -hmm. That's true. It just takes time for you to understand yourself, I guess. And I, the one thing that came up when you were explaining this is I wonder if you faced challenges with your own family or just your, you know, your close knit circle when you decided to start this journey. Because like you said, it's not something that is talked a lot about in the Latino community. Oh, no, no, no. It, it was um, the first fight was with my mother in regards to when we discovered my daughter's abuse, because what's the typical response for a Latino? Throw it in the closet. Don't mm-hmm. open the door. Nunca hablas de esto. Don't say that. And I said, uh, 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 uh. I've been in therapy since I was 15. It's done wonders for me. She's going in therapy immediately because she suffered a trauma. And I also discovered that with the Department of Child, uh, the uh, Child Advocacy Office, I was the first parent to adamantly request to put my child in therapy. Mm. Everybody else refused. And this is back in 2008. It's better now in 2021, a little. Yeah. The stigma of mental health it's huge. But once she like knew that I was going to be like a bulldog and I'm like, I'm going to do what's best for it. That's it. And they, um, my husband and I are openly public about this open public about a bisexuality because he's a bisexual male and they're, they support us because we're making a difference in people's lives. As little as it may be that they find their security blanket and talking to someone who's not going to judge them or mistreat them or say, I, I, that's disgusting. I can't believe this. It's like, you, you know, the typical Latino response. Yeah, like, this, the go-to the response. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the cochinera kind of deal. It's like, no, that's what keeps us going. And they fully support us in all our teachings, our adventures, our coachings, everything. So it, like I said, a little struggle, but now it's like they see, they see what we could do for the world. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good to see how you're like helping out so many people. And I guess I wonder, do you have any company goals or anything else that you want to tackle on within the subject to uh, further expand your reach? Oh, right now, I I guess I've always been like the I want everyone to have awesome sex, period. So ever to communicate it, be confident with it, be confident with yourself. I mean, there's a lot of people who do like the Tony Robbins, the self-help, the gurus kind of deal. And like, yes, you focus on the one thing that you kind of forget the sexual pleasure. I mean, I definitely want it, you know, um, nationwide, especially in the Latin American community. So as much as my scientific Spanish words are crummy, I, I, I still go through it because, you know, you gotta really tell people it's like, you're worth it. You're so worth having healthy relationships and, you know, media, you know, with the age of the internet, I already have enough media exposures with podcasters, social media, which I always keep fighting. Let me rephrase it. I keep fighting with them because they love to censor. Mm. sense for us. So I'm very up to date with any of the laws that, you know, I tell people, it's like, look, as a podcaster who does not speak about sex, you need to pay attention to certain laws that's on the books because they could twist that on you and against you without even you thinking, well, it's just because your material is taboo. Mm-mm. Can we see what happened to the uh, former president? His, those laws that they used on us, they used on him. Right. You can see it in action. Mm-hmm. 
And I guess, how is that journey going with your podcast? Do you, what are your favorite things about it? What do you see that are challenges or, you know, how are people responding to the, the, the topic? Because like you said, it is taboo, but I'm sure there's so many people that are seeking that information. It's very taboo. Um, we just have to do guerrilla marketing. So we do have to be creative on how we market ourselves in the, you know, muggle world or vanilla world, as we would say, um, in regards to it. I love the podcast because we interview people from all walks of life. We've discovered histories of different clubs and relationships and how people have been able to grow and learn, like the scientific studies. Like there's always you know, grants going on. It's like, oh, this is a controlled study. But when it comes to sex and pleasure, it is very difficult to get research funding to do those control because they're like, oh, there's no science. So I'm like, there's a lot of science. We have to go back. And some of it is creative. And exploring, exposing people to other resources and say, hey, you know, I may not be in the leather community, but here are some people who are. And here are some conferences you should go and some resources because that is one of my biggest goals when I started this podcast. I want people to know there's at least one other person out there that is just like you. You're not a freak. Yeah. You're healthy and your desires and everything are validated because you're validating yourself. That's true. That's true. And I'm sure it's great to hear from like someone that isn't close to you and related to you. Cause you know, I think that outside Mm -hmm. perspective always brings the perspective that you're looking for. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then to know that you have a chance that there's resources for you that, you know, what they're telling you that you're crazy and things. It's like, no, there, there is a lot. You're happy and getting to meet people and just able to communicate with them and say, look, you got permission to love yourself. Sorry that I was never taught to you, but this is what, this is rule number one. I always start with all my clients, both um, with my psychic reading and my sex relationship coach, love yourself, know thyself. Everything else will fall into place. Let's work on that because that's the hardest part as adults that we have to reprogram ourselves that we are worthy instead of like being the martyr. Oh, I got to take care of the family. I got to take care of the kids. I got, it's like, I got to take care of my work. It's like, no, 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 there's no time for me. Yeah. Like many people don't put themselves first at all. Right. I mean, and especially in the Latino community. That's true. Yeah. And I feel like there's still that whole like stereotype, like especially with like male and female roles and then, you know, that adds on and on and on. And then there you add the whole aspect of not believing in therapy. And then, you know, you're just in this cycle. Oh yeah. And the biggest thing with relationships, it's a partnership. It's a business. You have to give 50, 50, and you also have to have each other's back because if you're raising a family or, you know, have a business together, or you're trying to have your own households, you can accomplish all your goals as long as you communicate with each other and you understand it's a partnership, not that, oh, well, the husband has to do all this and the wife has to do all that. I'm like, is that the agreement that you have? And is that working? Because if that's your agreement, then, okay, that's a different lifestyle altogether. But, you know, let's get rid of the machismo and the like, oh no, man comes home, opens a beer, watches TV and the kid and the wife does everything. I'm like, she still has a job. She still has to do other things. Help her out here, you know, especially like entertain the kids while she's cooking and cleaning. So she has a break from the kids, things of that nature. 
Yeah, that's true. And I think as times develop and more generations grow that confidence to break that, you know, that barrier and that whole stereotype, I think it's great to, it's great to see all that change. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, um, you mentioned that you have like a clientele, right? And you're based in Orlando, and I'm sure there's a lot of Latinos there. Do you see that most of your clientele is from the Latinx community? Um, actually, it, again, it's more, trying to think because it is very diverse here in Orlando because yeah. of the transient. So it's like, and then also Latinx, I got like the Cubans, the Dominicans, the Puerto Ricans. I got more, you know, than my traditional Mexicans here. And then, yeah, it's like 25% white and everything else is, you know, biopic, you know, black indigenous people of color. Yeah. Okay. That's good to see. I just was wondering because I feel like sometimes, like we said, it's kind of difficult to seek that help when you're not used to hearing that discourse. So it's good to see that you have a mixture in your clientele. Yes. It's definitely because we're all looking for that. Okay. It's not something that's wrong with me. Am I broken? It's like, no, no, no. Just a little tweaks here and there. And let's give you the confidence because, you know, we're not taught like that. You know, as kids, how often are we told, go hug so-and-so, go give them a kiss so you don't make me look bad. It's like you're teaching them to not have a voice. So when they're in these difficult relationships or they're having challenges in their relationships and you're just saying, well, why can't you say this? Well, I've been taught not to say anything. I've been taught to go hug stinky grandma that smells and I just don't want to. And you told me I have to because I'm making you look bad. That's Yeah, that's a good point. You, You have to trace it back to the start. And all of that develops when you're a child. Right. And that's where, you know, where I work with parents and telling them, it's like, let, let's start with consent. Consent can start as young as two years old. You know, like if you're playing the tickle game, how many of us play that little tickle game with a kid? If a child says no, then you stop. And they're like more, they have to say yes, the child, you know, and then that way you're already teaching them and building the foundations that their body, their autonomy, they own it. They don't need that. I know um, there's a couple of like sex positive parents that, you know, they're teaching their kids that, you know, that's your body and you can give permission. When you go to the doctor's office, this situation just happened to one of my uh, sex positive friends is that the doctor was asking the mother of the four-year-old is like can I touch her body to do the physical the mother's like go ahead ask her she could tell you yes or no because she has already educated her that to say who's safe who who she could say yes or no to who could touch her body and check her body and the doctor was blown away but yeah That's amazing because then I feel like when you get older, it's like, oh, can you, let's just give a very general example. Like, can you pierce your ears? And it's like, oh, I don't know. I need to ask my mom. But at the end of the day, it's like your body. And that's like the the little example that comes to mind. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely there. And it is like changing that dialogue, changing the vocabulary, changing the the permission to have your own body and say, you know what, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. Please don't touch me. Don't, you know, that way you have the confidence, the confidence to say, "Mm, stop or yes. 
That's true. And I guess that just ties back into learning how you function and what you don't like and what you do, but most importantly, like loving yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And I know you just mentioned that as a tip, but I wanted to see if you had any more tips for anyone listening, because you I feel like you always hear love yourself, but like how, what tips do you recommend to your clients or just people in general on how to start that journey? Because sometimes it could be as little as making time for yourself instead of you know, going out and fetching for your whole family? <laughs> it is the ongoing hoarder house cleanup, as I, I always tell everybody. It's like you live in a hoarder house, you have things piled up, you have to take it one step at a time and understand something's going to fall and it may kill you. But it's the work that you need to continue to do on a daily basis and ongoing. So it is not just like, okay, well, today I just did self-care and I'm done. Mm -hmm. All right, you did a bubble bath and you read a book and that's it. Did you really reset yourself? Because that's what we do with our computers and technologies. When our technology is not working, we shut the power off give it a few minutes or even overnight and then reboot it and it's working properly. The same mentality comes to the human body. You need to continually do a reset. Steps, baby steps that I give a lot of my clientele is you do posting notes or affirmation journaling and mantras that I am enough. I am loved. I am worthy. Mm -hmm. These are the baby steps of the foundations. Then the other baby steps are, what did you achieve today? I got out of bed and I showered and put clothes on. That's an achievement. Anything positive, it's like building up a savings account of confidence and you know, security in yourself. And you have to at least, when you do this, dedicate at least 30 days to yourself doing these routines that you have dedicated to your body because your body is a temple. Yeah. If it's not working. It's not working. And for it to take an effect because it takes 30 days for a routine to become natural, to make the changes. And that's scientifically fact because I'm all about the science when I'm like telling people, look, you have to give yourself 30 consecutive days for habits to change because you would automatically, if you have like a bad day, it's like something set you back. You're like, oh shit, I fail. Like, no, 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 no. Turn it around, take a breath. What is the lesson I learned? Failure is important to happen because it teaches you what you need to learn. Yeah. You know, people think are like, well, why? It's not like school. Okay. You're not, the teacher says, this is how you do it and doesn't let you fail. You fail and then you learn how to make it better. Mm-hmm. Same thing when things happen with you in the real world, when it happens, like, it's like, what's the lesson you could learn? Like my favorite one is telling people, it's like, well, I want a relationship. I'm like, okay, what kind of relationship you want? Well, I just want to be in a relationship. I'm like, okay, let's go with negotiables and non-negotiables. What is it that you want? And what is it that you don't want in relationships? Like you already went through the, you know, seedy characters of your life here that you're, I'm just like, you still want to keep dating these? I'm like, okay, you know, that's your choice. And they're like, no, no, no. I'm like, okay, you learn something from every relationship. You learn what you really liked and what you really don't like. So that's how you start looking for your next partnership. But until you love yourself and own yourself and treat yourself like a king or a queen, you're going to keep getting people treating you like shit because you treat yourself like shit. But if you 
yourself like a king or a queen, that's the people you're going to attract to. Those are the people that will help you succeed and work. And they're like, they're not going to criticize you. Oh, you fail. You did this wrong. And you're like, no, okay, you did this. Let, let's try this. Mm-hmm. You know? And again, it is going back to the Latino community growing up because if we go back to a lot of the vocabulary that we learn, we learn in a negative tone that there's nothing positive that you do. You know, they, they have all these expectations. It's, it's evolved. I'll give it that. 2021, it's evolved. But I still see it that I'm just like, let's change it. I feel like also a lot of it when you're a child, or I guess back then, even mm-hmm. though it, it could still be happening, is that a lot of the lessons that you're taught or just whenever you do something wrong, it's the response is in fear. So let's say mm-hmm. a kid spills something and, you know, you get yelled at, but like, why? You can easily clean it up and, you know, like you don't have to push that fear onto the child. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And then I, the, I also, th- also was thinking, we're always told when you're young, like treat others the way you want to be treated. But like, what about treating yourself the way you deserve first and then you can treat others that way? Yes. Absolutely. And like I said, it's a whole reprogramming I have to do. It is, you know, not like don't treat, you know, treat others like you want to be treated. Treat yourself the way you want to be treated, period. You know, because we listen to people on the airlines that they tell you, put your oxygen mask on first so that way you could help others. But we don't translate that in our real day-to-day life. You need to take care of yourself so you can take care of others. Because if you just beat yourself to your battery is dead, there's nothing going. How are you helping others? Yeah, you can't. Like, can you? You know, like, it's going to last you so long. Yeah. And just because you're saying that, oh, I like seeing them happy. I like seeing them being taken care of. I'm like, yeah, but what about you? Mm-hmm. What are they doing? What, are they taking care of you? Because if you're, you need that time out to be three hours in the spa, so that way you could just slow down your mind, focus on your body to take care of it. Are they giving you that time? Well, no, they need me. No, they don't need you. They don't need you to be a martyr. And that's how we're taught. That's true. No, because um, I teach Tantra, which is a 7,000-year-old spiritual sexual practice. And it's one of those, like I tell people, this is not your wham-bam, thank you, ma'am kind of situation. It is to be present in the moment, to be uncomfortable with your body by being comfortable with your body. Because you can like mentally, once you shut down all the thoughts, squirrels, things that are going on in your head. It's like, did I file that report? Did I make that for the kids? Da, da, da. You know, it's like, how do you enjoy sex if you're, you're focused on something else? So we focus on let's slow down the mind. Let's concentrate on breathing. Let's concentrate on meditation. And that way you can do a body scan on yourself to see, okay, what am I feeling in my body? What's not feeling comfortable or what's feeling good? And then you're able to talk about that and communicate it to your partner. And that's are things that people are just like, I could do that. I'm like, yeah, we can all do that. We're just, you know, taught, don't believe in it. <laughs> it's like, it, it's not your quick fix. Let's go to the doctor, give me a pill, make me feel better kind of deal. Yeah, it's work. It takes time. 
it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. And that's, you know, that's the sad part about the 21st century. Yeah. 21st century, because we want everything fast instant. Like God forbid if the kids today had AOL internet from 1990. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They wouldn't survive. That's true. Everything is so developed now. And the one thing that I'm thinking about right now is you mentioned like you have to figure out what you like and what you don't like. Everyone also has their own love language. How does that play into how you help people evaluate? Or do you believe that people have a mixture of all of them? Everyone has, um, I always say a primary of them. I know right now I'm like going through a course because we're changing the love languages for the non-traditional things because the love languages were created by a Christian man who believes man and woman, not, not the other people like the LGBTQ people. Got so it. That's why. But with the love languages, you can have several different love languages and that's words of affirmation, touch, gifts, um, I forgot the other quality two. time, quality time, and forgot the one last one. Yeah, my there bad. We go. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. yeah, because um, between my husband and myself, his is more um, quality of time, then gifts and touch. Mine's is touch, um, words of affirmation, and gifts. So those, that's why I remember those because those are our three that, and gifts doesn't have to be elaborate. Like if I'm running around grocery shopping and I come home and I bring him a cup of Starbucks, he's ecstatic because that shows that I was thinking about him and putting him, you know, that he's on my mind and it is communicating, getting to know yourself into doing that. And, and that's where, you know, again, I cannot stress know thyself. So you could say, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm happy because I go into a lot of couples and one couple they're, you know, the partner is saying, I I like words of affirmation when in reality, the partner receiving it is more of like touch, like touch me. Don't tell me I'm I'm beautiful. I'm doing this. I need you to touch me. And you need to have that communication to understand because you could be doing all the words of affirmation, all the, the other stuff. But if your partner's not like, that's not my love language, I'm not receiving it you're failing right there. Yeah. I guess it's also important to know like the the type of love you give and the type of love the other person wants to receive, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it just always boils down to, it's like, how are you communicating? I always say it's like, it's a difference between Google maps and Apple maps you get to the same destination, but sometimes they give, they give you wrong directions or different directions altogether. And you still get there at the same time. Same thing when it comes to relationships, how are you giving directions? How are you able to communicate? And when you're having, you know, sex and relationship, have you like planned it out? You know, what is it that you're doing? Because everyone watches sports. It's somewhere in the world is either football, soccer, um, basketball, and it is. And you always see that they do like a pregame show that they talk about it, what mm-hmm. they're going to do, how are they going to do it, what they expect. Then they have the game. It's like, so you have the action and everything. And then they have the postgame wrap up. This is what they did good. This is what they did bad. You know, that, that's what's supposed to be. And I'm just like, okay, so you understand that concept. Apply it to your sex life apply it to your relationship. Talk about, negotiate what is going to be discussed, what's going to happen, what are you in the mood for, what do you want to do, have, have your night, and then 
talk about it afterwards. It's like, hey, did you like this? Or I liked when you did this. I enjoyed this. Always that positive reinforcement, positive action of saying, wow, this is what it is. And it's like, oh, can we try this next time? So you already have like a little like bucket list menu that you want to try. Yeah, that's true. I guess overall, just like be more communicative, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it is one of those like, but you have to be confident enough to speak up. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people aren't taught and are, you know, people suppress their feelings and everything. Yep. And that's why we work through the shame. And we're like, look, let, let, let's start with food because that's the biggest shame that they always tell us. It's like, yeah. Can't eat that because of X, Y, C. You're trying to lose weight. No, it's not a keto diet. It's not a low carb diet. It's like, let's go down the list of crazy diets. So that's where we, you know, use a lot of food analogies in our workshops and our teachings and our coachings, because that's what gets people's, you know, brain down that they don't get so tense. They're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm dating, I'm dating a vegetarian, but she doesn't like, you know, an all meats pizza. So I have to compromise and see what we could do because I'm not going to eat a vegetarian pizza and she as hell is not going to eat like a carnivore pizza. So yeah. how do we talk about And that's where people like diffuse it. And then they're like, okay, that makes sense. I could do that with my sex life. You just have to learn to apply all those lessons. Mm -hmm. And if people listening are wondering where they can contact you, where, you know, they could maybe reach out for help as well, um, where can they find you? You can find us everywhere on social media with the exception of Instagram because of censorship, sexpositiveme.com. So we have videos on YouTube on everything in regards to hormones and wellness and sex journeys, communications. Also our website has all our podcasts, how to book sessions. And then if you follow us on Instagram, it's at SPM the Lunas because the world knows us as the Lunas. So that was the only way to um, combat the censorship on Instagram. But you could drop me a line info at sex positive me. I'm always happy to sell. Have patience with me with the Spanish because uh, I didn't take my Spanish lessons seriously. I am catching up. <laughs> but, oh, no worries. <laughs> yeah, but um, conversational Spanish, things like that. Yes, I could do sessions. I also um, teach some workshops in Spanish too. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like that helps broaden the reach as well. Um, and uh, I was going to ask you, at the end of every episode, I do this thing where I ask people their favorite Latinx um, dish. from. It can be from your country or just in general. And then your favorite Latinx singer. Just because, you know, there's so many out there and it's cool to see what people are interested in. Yes, I am so old school and funny. I know I'm Mexican, but I love Puerto Rican rice with gandulas. That mm -hmm. is what I grew up with my babysitters. I love that because, you know, it's, yeah, I should be Your more Mexican. Your favorite. Yes, that's my all-time favorite. Like, that's it. You know, when you need that little comfort food, arroz con vichuelas. Yes. There you go. So yum. That is yum. And of course, that's Miss Tejana, Selena. The original. I'm old school. The queen. Yes. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Angelique, for coming on and talking. I know I appreciate all the knowledge you dropped and I'm sure it was helpful for so many people to listen because it's not a topic that we hear about so often. No, it's not. And I, I hopefully wasn't like too over the board broad, but you know, cause I'm so used to niching it. But when it comes to Latinos, it's like, they need to know that there's a lot out there resources wise. No, yeah, of course. And I'm sure it was so helpful for everyone to listen in yeah. as well. Sounds great. 
Thank Thank you. you. Take care. That's going to be it for today's episode. Again, thanks so much for listening. Please make sure you follow us on Instagram at Mezcla Latina Pod. That's P-O-D. And again, don't forget to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode to learn more about La Mezcla Más Rica. Bye.